You're listening to MedEx, the Medical Extrusion Podcast. Presented by U.S. Extruders. Extrude with confidence. Custom extrusion equipment designed for you and your application. Welcome back to the MedEx Podcast. Today we're talking about low friction alternative materials, and our guest is Jonathan Jurgatis, Senior Extrusion Engineer at Spectrum Plastics Group. Spectrum Plastics is a full-service partner for the development and manufacturing of critical polymer-based components and finished devices for medical and other demanding applications. Jonathan, thanks for carving out some time in between your high-heat extrusion runs to join us on the MedEx podcast today. Well, thanks a lot for having me, Steve. I really appreciate it. I know we've collaborated on a lot of things in the past, and I'm happy to do it again. Excellent. Before we get started, I think it would be interesting for our listeners to understand your background and how you got started in medical extrusion. Okay. Well, real quick, I got started in industrial extrusion. That's how I got introduced. And it was purely by accident, but I started as an operator, an extrusion facility, custom manufacturer. And then after a period of time, moved up into front office type work. Uh, after I left there, I went to my first medical company. They were predominantly an expanded PTFE extruder, and I ran the thermoplastic extrusion department that supported that. We built up that business some in medical and other applications, and that's also where I started getting into high heat extrusion. After I spent some time there, then I moved to Spectrum in Sandy, Utah. And that's where I currently am. And we're predominantly extruding catheter components and other medical device components. Okay, great. Thanks for that background. Today, we're talking about alternative low friction materials. And the elephant in the room is PTFE. As many people know, there's a global shortage of PTFE liners that are used for composite catheter shafts. As a result, many contract manufacturers, such as Spectrum Plastics Group, are evaluating alternative low-friction materials to support their customers. Jonathan will share with the audience some of the work that he and the team at Spectrum Plastics have done to extrude and evaluate alternative materials to PTFE. And that's not an easy task, because the reality is there is no material like PTFE. Hard stop. PTFE has the lowest coefficient of friction of any material, and it also has remarkable temperature, chemical, and dielectric properties. The other thing is that PTFE, unlike melt processable materials, requires the compound, a powder and a lubricant, to be compressed into a preform and batch processed through a paste ram extruder. Now that we have that background established, Jonathan, please walk through our listeners some of the work that you've done to evaluate alternative materials and describe their pros and cons. All right, great. Yeah, the PTFE is definitely a difficult material to have a true drop-in replacement because it is so unique. It is also the gold standard when it comes to coefficient of friction and other thermal and purity performance. This has been, we've had to offer these sorts of options for a while because Spectrum does not have a PTFE extrusion capability. 
But with the recent supply issues, our customers have had no choice but to look for an alternative. So while collaborating with internal engineers and other leaders here, we've identified five different uh, options for low friction alternative applications in catheters. You know, what a, a big one that's already in use is lubricious additives. We're not gonna spend a whole lot of time talking about that because those have a tendency to be more effective with tacky materials and reducing that tack. And that's not really what we're trying to do here. We're trying to really get slick lubricious uh, liners for materials. So the first those that we're suggesting that's the closest drop-in is PFA. Roughly, it is the thermoplastic version of PTFE, and it's not as widely known in the medical industry, but in, in other industries such as semiconductors, it's pretty popular. We're also offering up FEP, uh, which many people are familiar with in a heat shrink application, but it's it can be a really good material for adding into a catheter. There's some specialized processing that we can do with FEP. Uh, we're calling it frosted. It's similar in idea to frosted PVC, putting a little microsurface on the on micro rough surface on the tubing, and that reduces the contact with any other tubes or tools or wires that might be going through a lumen. Another floral polymer is Kynar or PVDF. This is a low, it's unique because it's a low heat floral polymer. So that really opens up some opportunities for incorporation with other low heat materials. Probably the one big thing to consider with all these floral polymers is that they definitely work best with being etched. Uh, that, that bonding to other materials is always going to be a challenge with those. Another really low cost option is high density polyethylene. It's low cost, low temp, and so it can be a really good utilitarian option for liners. And then finally, an engineered surface, which is a function of tooling. And so it's putting a controlled surface finish on either the OD or ID of tubing. Okay. You mentioned that HDPE, I think you probably need a tie layer, right? Probably need a tie layer or strike layer for all of these alternatives, right? Because even with PTFE, I think there's often a tie layer or a strike layer. Yeah, definitely. You know, whether it be a tie layer, tie layer is probably the most common method for high density polyethylene, but yeah, either tie layers, strike layers for the floral polymers or etching is probably going to be required. The one that, the one option that can avoid that is the engineered surface. Okay. Recently, I was having a conversation with an R&D engineer at a major med tech OEM that has extensive experience in medical device design and extrusion, including PTFE and fluoropolymers. And what he told me, he said, what everybody misses about alternatives to PTFE is that although neat PTFE is at around 53 shore D hardness, it's soft because of its cold flow or creep properties. And PTFE will cold flow or deform under load at essentially room temperature. So if you're pushing a balloon catheter through a lumen lined with an alternative material that is essentially creep resistant, then you're likely going to scratch the balloon. PTFE doesn't do that because of its cold flow properties. Another tricky application is stent delivery. For a self-expanding stent, 
to be restrained within a sheath for delivery, the stent diameter needs to be reduced through a crimping process, and then the sheath is retracted to expand the stent so it can hold open the body lumen. You cannot use a film cast PTFE liner in an application like this because the stent will embed into the film cast PTFE liner. And depending on the radial forces of the stent, you might not be able to use extruded PTFE either because it will embed, again, due to the cold flow properties. My point is, while the alternative materials you listed will work for pushing or tracking a catheter through a dilator, guide wire, or a cannula, there are nuances involved with designing in an alternative low friction material that go beyond the coefficient of friction modulus and elongation properties of that alternative material. Walk us through the collaborative process at Spectrum Plastics to support your customers, not only to identify alternative low friction materials, but design for manufacturing considerations and the clinical application of the catheter itself. Yeah, the PTFE is, like you said earlier, is just really interesting material and there's just no other polymer that behaves the way it does. And so there definitely are some properties of it that people like that is difficult to duplicate with any alternatives. And so a customer, an OEM, an engineer understanding what properties they truly need for an application is important. I think that's one of the challenges with a material like PTFE that has so much implementation and has been the gold standard for so long that people are just really used to how it performs. And in many cases, it may be over-engineered or have properties that are less desirable, but it can be really difficult for people to quantify and understand what they truly need out of a replacement material when they're so used to a gold standard type material. And so that's one of the benefits that we do have with being able to offer multiple alternatives is that we can listen to the customer, understand what kind of performance they're trying to get out of their delivery system, catheter, and then offer a solution that is gonna fit best with their with their device and with their current processes. So it, it definitely takes understanding on our part to of what we're offering. It also forces us to understand the material that we're trying to uh, offer an alternative to so we can identify which aspects of the PTFE will be able to mimic or work with on an alternative. You know, like I said, we've been fielding calls about PTFE replacement for quite a while, but so, so none of this is really that new for us, but, you know, having a cohesive offering of alternatives is something that we've done a lot of work on over the last year. We're familiar with all of these different constructions, how to extrude them, what their limitations are. Um, and so we are able to work with the customers in implementing these in either existing products or new products. You know, many of, much of the challenge of the implementation is the assembly, is the layup and fabrication of these devices, because some of these alternatives re will require 
different type of processes. And so outside of PFA, the rest of them are really not, from a processing standpoint, not true drop-ins to PTFE. So it's something that we really work with on the front end with the customers. We share our knowledge. We share any data that we have, biological, you know, toxicity data on these materials to really help the customers feel comfortable and have all the information they possibly can to decide what they're, what route they're going to go. Up to this point, have you been able to transition a legacy or a new development program to an alternative low friction material? Yeah. So with, you know, PTFE and alternatives to it, we, we've been offering that to customers for a while, but because PTFE has been available, there really hasn't been a real desire or drive to find an alternative. But, you know, given the supply issues we have now, um, people are going for it. We've been working with an OEM who is looking for a replacement for a PTFE liner in their existing product. And so we offered up an etched PFA liner for them. They've done some initial trials and are moving on to larger scale evaluation of it. It's been, it's been great. It's been great to get the feedback from the customer to hear about the performance and that it's working well for them. And so, you know, it, it really is an inflection point uh, for this industry where you know, the PTFE situation has opened up the opportunity for a lot of these long-standing alternatives to come in and take their place. And I think that customers will be able to find benefits of them. And it's not always about sacrificing performance and other things. I think that they'll be able to find some benefits in some of these alternatives. Yeah, that PTFE supply chain issue is not going away. We had Joe Rowan from Jankosha, president and CEO of Jankosha USA on the podcast in September. And he was explaining about some of the macro level issues, ingredients, regulatory, that, you know, it's not the fault of the PTFE liner producers. <laughs> it's a macro level issue that's not going away. We saw recently that 3M announced that they're ceasing operations of their not Dineon fluoropolymers division. I think that's like a billion dollar business for them. Where's that capacity going to go to? It's going to put more pressure on the other suppliers. So that PTFE issue is not going away anytime soon. So I think this is valuable work that you're doing, you and others are doing in the industry to come up with alternatives. You need to build catheters. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we're finding ways to supply ourselves and our customers because everybody uses these liners. And so it's a good we're, it's a good opportunity to offer these alternatives to, to PTFE. Let's talk about the, a little bit more about the surface platforms that you talked about. Due to the paste extrusion process of PTFE and the particle size of the powder, PTFE extrusions typically have a rough surface finish, molecular level rough surface finish or like an orange peel effect. And that amplifies the low coefficient of friction properties because of the peaks and the valleys. You mentioned earlier, I think some solutions that you have to that on a melt processable alternative with frosting and engineered surfaces. Can you talk a little bit more about those platforms? Yeah. So the frosting is in most cases people that are familiar with extruding fep is a an actual surface defect but 
FEP is sort of unique in that you can have better control over that type of surface defect and purposely put it in and not have uh, dramatic negative processing effects during the extrusion process that you might have with other materials. So right now we're feeling that FEP is probably the best option for a frosted surface because of its sensitivity to processing conditions. But when it comes to the engineered surface, that really is uh, an option for a wide range of materials. The, the two main things to consider for that is that because the engineered surface is a function of tooling, there can be some limitations to being able to machine that type of surface into small uh, components of tooling. And so, you know, really small lumens for on really small tooling, it may be difficult or not possible to add the engineered surface, but it, it can be added to, you know, a wide range of sizes. I think one other thing to consider too, is that higher melt flow material may not impart that surface quite as well. You might need to get a little bit more aggressive with that shaping in the tooling if you're working with a higher melt flow material, because that surface might just get sort of washed out and smoothed out. So that's definitely something to consider with, with that option. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about introducer sheaths. So in sheath tubing <clears throat> is used as a conduit to introduce catheters, guide wires, and devices into blood vessels. And the introducer sheath tubing is typically extruded from low friction materials like polyethylene, polypropylene and PTFE. And after the device is inserted, the sheath tubing is no longer needed or the, sh or the introducer sheath. So it's split apart at the hub very easily and removed from the patient. PTFE extrusion inherently has longitudinally aligned molecules or oriented molecules during extrusion that allows for very easily to tear apart the sheath. Are there features that can be added to alternative melt processable materials to allow for a sheath to be easily split apart? Yeah, once again, we're talking about a very unique property of, of PTFE that's difficult to, uh, to copy in other thermoplastic materials. But all thermoplastic materials have molecular alignment in the direction of flow. But because the molecules are more homogeneous, there's a lot of radial connection and alignment as well. And so they don't naturally rip along the length of the extrusion the way PTFE does. So there's a couple ways that you can promote that as score marks is a good way to do that. So putting physical scores into the sheath extrusion, there's a couple ways to do that with the extrusion tooling or down downstream notching. You know, the nice thing about PTFE is that it will rip sort of anywhere along its diameter. And so one way to sort of avoid the need to align score marks, which can be difficult to see in your overmolding operation for the handles, is you put multiple score marks in there. And, you know, with you, the sheath should rip at any point along that if you have enough score marks. Another thing that, that people can do is they'll have introducers that have radiopaque stripes in them. And you can purposely use a material that is not going to really bond with the main introducer material. And so it's it, what will happen then is it produces really thin walls 
around the stripe that are not bonded and they're just weak points and it can easily tear along those stripes then. Okay. Very interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Jonathan, this has been a great discussion. I appreciate you coming on today to, to talk about the work that you and the team has done to evaluate and extrude alternative low friction materials. Thanks so much. Thank you, Steve. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to MedEx, the medical extrusion podcast presented by U.S. Extruders. Please subscribe to make sure you're getting the latest episodes. All links are available in the show notes.